Hey guys, Paul Reddick here. Welcome to the Baseball Dads Podcast. The world of baseball and the youth and especially the high school game is changing so rapidly. These rapid changes are bringing about a lot of confusion, a lot of frustration for today's parents that are trying to bring their son up in the game. So the purpose of this podcast is to use the experience of dads who have already gone through this journey and have navigated it successfully so we could take aim at that confusion and frustration and knock it out. We're going to talk to these dads about what they did right, about what they did wrong, what they would do more of, what they would do less of, and they're going to give you their advice for today's parents that are going through this game. So stay tuned for today's podcast. And make sure you go to BaseballDadsNewsletter.com where you can get a free trial in our monthly Baseball Dads Newsletter. So without any further delay, let's get on to today's show. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of the Baseball Dads Podcast. Today our guest is Howard Ashkenos. And Howard uh, is going to talk with us all about a lot of things. His experience in baseball is pretty vast. Um, aside from being a dad, he's also coached and been in the game for a long time. So Howard, welcome to the Baseball Dads Podcast. Glad to be here. All right, so let's let's start with your son. Why don't you tell us about your son? He's had some success. Uh, you're kind of, uh, you know, really in the thick of it um, with him now in his career. Why don't you tell us about him and where he's at now and, and all that good stuff? Most definitely. Well, um, I'll tell you that he was pretty much born on the baseball field. And yeah. I'm sure like a lot of dads that listen and, and, you know, they have their influence in their son's life and they want to be out there and they do it. And so you coach the, the little league and you move on up. Well, uh, I coached before my son was born, so he yeah. didn't have a choice. He didn't, have, if you know what I mean, he didn't have much of a choice. The great thing was is at any point during his youth career, you know, even going into high school, if, if he ever felt if we ever felt together that it wasn't a great fit, we we understood that the time would end. But it didn't. I was blessed to have it, and uh, he was an amazing uh, student. And um, now he's in college. Uh, Paul, I got to tell you, I mean, I know this, this may sound cheesy or whatever, but I mean, we hooked up with you. I don't even know, maybe seven, eight years ago or so, uh, a yeah. long time ago. Could have been longer than that. And it's phenomenal to to see and, and watch your growth and everything that you've done. And man, we've applied a lot. You've taught me a lot personally. You've taught uh, my son a lot. And so now he's in college and he's, uh, you know, kicking, kicking butt and taking names, man. Um, you yeah. know, he's pitching, he's pitching only now. Uh, of course, as a, as a, you know, youth, you do everything. And, uh, he actually went to college as a two-way player, but he decided just a few weeks back that, uh, he was going to, it was his time to focus on what he really dreamed and wanted to do. So he's, um, at, in a Juco college here in Texas and having a blast and uh, want to continue to learn and grow more. So you said something interesting before we move on, is that he just gave up playing two positions. That's correct. He just gave up. So now you've been around the coaching thing as long as I have. Um, is It's my opinion that kids make that decision too early. Do you agree or disagree I, with that? I would, I would tend to agree. I would tend to agree. As long as it's the kids, I tell the I tell the players and my players that I've coached, in addition to my son, I, I you do it as long as you as long as you can, as as long as somebody wants you to be to do it, you do it. Um, if you have if you enjoy it and have a good time. I mentioned this on other podcasts, yeah. but every time a kid tells me that he's going to stop playing basketball or football or another sport, I right. always say I always say to him, you know, you're retiring from that sport. 
That's they right. always look at me very weird. Like, what do you mean I'm retiring? Like, you're not going to stop playing football at 16 and pick it up again when you're 25. That's, that's right. That's it. You're done. You know, so if there's any inkling that you want to continue to be, even if it's just for social reasons, you know. That's right. Um, that's right. My, my best, oh, we always we always encourage him, and he did that too. He did that too. Jacob, Jacob played football. Um, he played basketball. Um, what else did he play? You know, he, he played it. So he was, we always encouraged that. He was not a, he did not play baseball all year long. I know you've spoke about that before. He didn't play baseball all year long until I think, I think his junior year in high school, maybe. Uh, that's how long, you know, I mean, he was 16, 17 years old before he kind of knew at that point, this is what I want to do and for, for forever. Right. Right. We actually had, Lance Berkman on to, with our uh, for a Q and A for our members, and um, he's now coaching high school, and um, he kind of encourages his guys to play mm-hmm. other sports. Like he doesn't want them, he doesn't want his guys playing uh, baseball year round. He's, he's encouraging them. So I know we were talking about playing two positions on the field, but I think you know, <laughs> he's talking about specialty. I think in general, um, what's been the most challenging part of this? For you, because you're coming at it from a different couple different perspectives. You're an expert as a coach, right? And uh, so, I well, pretty straight, pretty, pretty simple from a from the coach standpoint. From from the dad, it from the dad standpoint, it was it was being the coach and coaching your kid and making it to where everybody around always knew that you're that you had everyone else's best interest in heart in mind just like your son, nothing really different. So that, from that standpoint, that was it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I could speak, I could speak to you if you want to go ahead, go ahead. Well, so I, because here, here's the, here's, I think a challenge too, for, and I think you just have a unique perspective in that now you're not coaching your son. Right. And correct. I don't know if you, did you coach him in high school? Yeah. I mean, I'm not coaching my son now in, in, um, on the ball field. Right. So I think like, and I'm still I, obviously coaching, but not on the ball field. Yeah, so I've I've you have this experience where uh, you know my guys are little, you know my guys are little right. guys, but even still, like you know you're out there and you have this ability to coach, right? You have this ability to teach, and uh, but they can do it. You know, it's up to I I don't feel like it's my responsibility to push, you know, to push in any direction, just because maybe this is what I do for a living, you know, uh, no more than if I was a lawyer, I'd be pushing him into law, you know, like I I feel like it's part of, you know, him figuring it out. Did you find that difficult when you're on the field and maybe you're watching him as a dad and saying, boy, maybe I would coach him a different way or I would do something different. I'd use him differently, but you're his dad now. You're not his coach. That makes sense. So yeah, oh, most definitely, and I and I have been the dad on the side. It's not been a lot, um, yeah. but I think for our dynamic, it's a little different because he he knows his dad. I mean, he knows what his dad is. I mean, we had an open dialogue. And going to your point, you mentioned just a moment ago, if there was any point that um, my son didn't want to, that Jacob didn't want to, you know, play ball, um, he was very aware of my instruction to him on how to handle that. Walk up to me and say, Dad, I'm. I'm, I'm really not sure I want to do this, and you know, or whatever. He had an open, open knowledge of that part. But from the from the dad sitting on the other side, um, and I can, I know this because being a coach, you have to deal with the dads. 
okay? And I know you know exactly <laughs> what I'm talking about because you've had guests. So I know what these dads are thinking. So, yes, it's difficult for them, and, and the coach actually more than anything has more of a role in a healthy father-son relationship than they even know or even want. I think most coaches yeah. don't they don't they don't want to be they don't want that. They don't want the responsibility to make life at home between dads and moms and and players, you know, easier. Well, it really is a big job for a coach. And I think that if there's some things over the years that that I've had, it was early on having meetings and having talks to the dads and moms saying, "Look, I'm your friend. I'm not your enemy. So whatever I can do to help is what is what the deal is, you know. But yeah, it's difficult. I mean, when when we get off, it gets off the field, and the coach is just a, you know, let's just he's just a buffoon, or you know, he, he didn't handle himself right in a certain situation, or didn't even make the, you know, didn't make the proper calls, or some, you know, sometimes that's challenging when he looks at me and he says that was stupid, huh, Dad? And you know, it's kind of like I just have to take the high road and say. It's baseball, son. You know, not everybody's right. going to make the right choices all the time. So, you know, coaches have a difficult job. I always used to say with the kids that I, in my year round, when I was coaching my pitchers year round, they would come back and they would tell me things. I would, uh, you know, I would always kind of say, well, let me tell you about what I did one time. If you think that's dumb. <laughs> You think yeah. that was a bad move? <laughs> you know, yeah, you, yeah. Now, now when it, yeah, exactly. Now, when it comes to injury, now when it comes to things for injuries. That that is, right. you have to be very stern. You know, when it comes to things right. putting your career or your kids' health and wellness. That's a total different deal. Right. You, I always you, try you have to, to humanize. You kind of have to come unglued. Yeah, yeah most I, definitely. I always try to humanize. Yeah, that you know, like hey, the coach. You know, you're, you're upset that the coach made a mistake here. But do you remember three games ago when you laid that curveball over the, you know, mm-hmm. hung, hung it over the plate mm-hmm. and the guy had a three-run homer? Did you That's do right. that? You know, it's so human. That's right. Um, let me ask you this, another side question. Um, has there ever been a dad that you as a coach now, as a coach, has there been a dad that you that you had kind of intervene and say, pump the brakes a little bit here? All the time. Every Tell season. about yeah, every 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 season you have you have that. Uh, again, I coached for a long time, thirty plus years. Uh, I started coaching when I was a kid. I was seventeen years old when I started, and I was my first time my first team. I was given the team by my high school coach. Uh, my high school varsity coach told me that I wasn't going to get the playing time that I wanted, and basically fired me from my high school from my high school team. And he said, "But I got something better for you because I don't want to lose my job." to you in joking way, obviously. Right. Right. And he sent me off the coach. And it started then. I had to deal you have to deal with those people who told me I shouldn't be the all star coach because I was seventeen years old and I wasn't you know, I shouldn't do this. So you, you have to earn that all the time, that respect. The dads who want to be over the top with their kids usually have to, at some point you have to have the conversation of what do you want? You know, what do you want? And just be real with them. You want, do you want, you want your son to be in the major leagues? And if they, if they, I mean, and of course they're all gonna, most of the time they're like, oh, you know, I'm just, okay, stop. You just need to stop. What you're gonna do, and I saw it over and over, and I'm brutally honest, and I just look at the dad or the mom, because it happens on both sides, and I say, guys, if you want little Johnny to play baseball when he's in high school, you're not going about it the right way. Right. Let him enjoy the game. Let him be in the game. 
Let him do it. Because none of this, whether it's wins, losses, home runs, strikeouts, none of it matters when you're 11 years old. His right. health and his enjoyment of the game are probably the two most important things at this particular point. Number one, if he doesn't enjoy what he does, he's, we see it, you see it. I, I got kids right now that I see. There's kids with Jacob going off to college this year. There's kids that were like, oh, so great and oh, so this. And they didn't even make their varsity high school team. Not because they really didn't have the skill, but because they didn't want it anymore. They were done. Right. They tuned mom and dad out after seventh grade. Yep. So that's yeah, my, that's my, that's what hurts me. Yeah, it's, it's, um, it's interesting. Every time I talk to parents, I always start off with saying, you know, we, we understand, we, we t- everyone here gets that a, that a 12 year old all star does not translate to a major leaguer. Right? right. We don't see the, the kids we see in the Little League World Series. We don't see them six years later, seven years later, eight years later. We don't. That's right. Happen. You know. Right. So it's kind of like, are you are you running are you running a marathon and you're sprinting the first mile, and you know you're burning yourself out. Um, so I mean, I, I just I think that's a great point that you know that that every year you do have somebody, and again they're humans too, right? You know, they're that's right. They're they're trying. That's right. To I would. I mean, at, at all costs. Yeah, that's right. It all caught. I mean, I try never to, never confrontational. There's no no confrontation to the, hey, I, I, lo- I love your son. Uh, my players, that, that's what they always knew. Coach Howard loves me. I mean, from day one, Coach Howard loves me. And believe me, there's, we know there's not always things, great things going on in the home front. There's, there's times that I've had parents tell me they enjoy their, their kid enjoys being on the baseball field with me more than they enjoy doing something else at home with them. And I try to go through and, and explain why that is occurring. And they need to just let go. They need to quit and let go. Just let yeah. go. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I sent you an email, you know, in regards to that. I mean, just let it go. Your parents, yeah. just let it go. You know, they're just kids. They're just kids. And even at 16, they're just kids. You know, they don't know what they want for the rest of their lives. Yeah. And, you and know? I think it's it's more true now that I think kids are – you know, maybe guys our age when we were 16, I think like our dads were, were, were looked more like as men as 16, 17, 18. Now my father was off at 17 years old on his way to Vietnam, you know? So, you know, it, it, today I think a 16 year old kid is a lot further from the 16 year old that we were as far as emotional development. You know, it's a different sure. world they're living in. They're asked to make sense of things we were never asked to make sense of. Um, That's right. You know, just take what's going on in politics. You know, we we never had to to, to look at all this stuff like that. You know, so there's a lot going right. on. It's a it's a different right. it's a different um, uh, era. But what what was so? Let's switch back to you as a parent. What was the best thing you did for your son uh, to advance him as a player? Um, I think I would probably just say that that always uh, the open lines of communication, as I mentioned kind of a little bit earlier, just always talk. I you know. What you, he always knew he can go to somebody and I wasn't going to be critical and judgmental. He didn't hear me. He knew I wasn't going to be talking negative about other coaches, other players. I didn't put him in the middle of everything else and make it, you know, that there was just an open lines of, of enjoyment for the game, love of the game and to grow, you know, just continued growth and just enjoyment. Um, that's what I'd say. Yeah. And so that's, that sounds like when, you know, like when I hear, um, and when I say stuff like that too, I always get the the uh, 
you know, the comment that that sounds very cliche, you know, and I said, yeah, cliches are cliches for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know that 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 they tend to be true. You know, they tend to they tend to be true. And so when you think mm-hmm. about these things of of financial, like keep an open line of communication. I think what you said mm-hmm. earlier is that your son. Uh, I'm going to say this, it's going to maybe come out wrong. Your son knew where the exit door was. You That's know, right. As far as like, if something else caught his eye, right? If he came to you tomorrow and said, "Hey, I want to be a I don't know Eagle Scout or whatever," or you know, I want to study. Uh, something specifically in school or, you know, that he mm-hmm. knew that he could walk out that door. You know, that he could walk out that door and he could go into a different direction. So I think that, you know, that's correct. Simple advice, but, but so true, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, what, what's, there's every, every, I always ask every dad on this podcast, everybody's got a magic moment. Everybody's got something that was, you know, that you look back on and it's tied to baseball. Baseball has a way of making those magic moments. Is there one that you could share? Right. You and your son? Man, I mean, we had a lot of them. Uh, the, the, I, I would have it's, – it's, it's a recent one. Um, there were a lot of them. I mean, I, I remember the day that he hit his first home run. Okay, I remember that day. You know, I remember the day when he uh, threw his first shutout. Uh, you know, those yeah. kinds of things. So, And those are huge – I mean, because, you know, these kids, they, uh, you know, they understand, you know, what – they understand what others see in that. To, to us, we were a part of it together. It wasn't me having to overhype the batter. Okay, so you know, don't get me wrong on that. It wasn't it wasn't that I was so proud of him for hitting the home run. It was that he and I did this together. And you know, as a kid, he knows what other people think and see. But I think really, ultimately, the the best um, the best moments that we had were when we traveled together. And and spent time together in the car, and um, just got to laugh and you know talk and be together. It was the moments we had together, uh, which there are a lot of them. Like I said, the moments we had together, even off the field. Um, yeah. You know those those were the that's the most those, that's the most memorable uh, time of our you know relationship in the game. Um, we on a on a. Previous podcast, we talked about how baseball can kind of beat you up. You know that yeah. if, you, if you if you want to teach your kids failure, baseball is a great place to do it. Do you believe, as a coach and a parent, that that maybe that the failure built into baseball is one of those things that opens up the door to teach lessons? Did you say the failure? The failure that's built you, into the game of it. You know, that, that when you play baseball, you're going to get beaten up. And it's kind of like it's those moments where, you know, your kid's had a good failure. Maybe he went 0 for 3. Maybe he got blown out in the first inning. And it's like it's those those are kind of, I see as parents, like those are like the the doorways we can, it's the opportunities we can get when our kids are kind of like broken a little bit. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. Yeah, it gives us those opportunities. Well, as a parent, as a parent, you know, and you've done you've done a great job in this area. I think I've, I mean, I can remember. I mean, it's been a it's been a while, maybe that you've had this particular one that I'm going to maybe say. But we're talking about intentional as a parent. It's like with anything else. I think parents with sports sometimes get so carried away that it's so much different than a than a than a child as they develop in maybe even in you know college where they uh, are you know are drawn to a certain career you know and they want to give them you know the best of everything you know that kind of thing. Where when 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 the kids are are young and impressionable, it's even more important. When times of things that don't go your way, 
that you have to look as a parent and say, this is an opportunity for me to show them an example that may stay with them and will stay with them forever. And it's the example of getting in the car and hollering at them about striking out or all that crap that goes on. It's, that's miserable. That's why these great athletes don't continue to play the game because when they didn't strike the guy out or they didn't hit the run or they, you know, took a pitch or whatever it was and they lost by one, they are bombarded by negativity that it's their fault or a ball goes through their legs and that's what the first thing that's reminded of them or it's quiet in the car and the parents don't say anything, you know, those kinds of things. I think, I think that that, those examples, the times when things don't go well, are actually the greatest times. And I've said, I say this to my team. I talked about this a lot. So it's a great question because it's actually a thing that I spend a lot of time on. It's, it's always through the times of down. It's times that you get knocked on your butt that you learn the most. You don't learn when you win. <laughs> you can learn how right. to win. I, I believe there's some lessons in winning and it feels good and everything, but you learn in defeat. And so without defeat, you're not, le- you're not learning. And so it's okay. You have to embrace it. And you have to commit to, you know, to the things that you know you can do better. But the time, you know, we've done this. I started to say, but maybe even, might have even gotten this from you, Paul. Um, you know, I used to, with my younger guys, uh, I'm talking like, because I've coached all ages. I've coached eight-year-olds up to 18-year-olds. And But with my younger guys, I'd say, you know, 13 and under, 12 and under, I would have a soccer ball in my in my bag. And the game was over, win or lose, it didn't matter. We'd go over and kick the soccer ball around for five minutes uh, right after the game, right after the game. And parents, you know, they, they kind of go back to the parent thing. You know, they, what the heck? You know they're over there stomping. We just lost. What's he over there doing? <laughs> Kids are cracking up. Kids are cracking up. You know, they're laughing and everything. And it, it, it was a little shock at first, you know, the first time we did it, for, even for the kids. They're like, am I supposed to be happy right now? No, you're not supposed to be happy. But we're not going to think about what just happened right there and think that that's the end of the world. It's just a game. Okay. Now we're going to, we'll talk about what we need to talk about on Monday at practice or whatever and get over it. So that's a long answer to your, you know, to your question. But I mean, there is most definitely the, the times that you're down are the times that you have to learn as a coach and as a parent, you have to just be bigger. And yeah, coaches have to help the parents do that too. In every one of these podcasts we've done, there is like a gem that sticks out. And that soccer ball, you didn't get that from me. This is the first time I heard it. <laughs> um, um, oh, okay. That is, that is an absolute gem. I can even back it up with a little bit of psychology. What it really is, is, is called a pattern interrupt. And that's correct. It, it's, and that's all it is. It's returning. Uh, that is, if, if anyone's listening to this, that is, you should, everybody in baseball should absolutely do that or do some kind of thing that interrupts the pattern and returns them to being children. That's right. You, know, like you play this. You play this game and return them to being children. Um, that's right. That's, that's one of the absolute best things that uh, that I've ever heard. That is. A, a, well, I t- I'll, t- I'll tell you. I'll tell you, Paul, what you're going to get if the, if you if there are a lot of coaches on this call, a lot of coaches that uh, you know li- that are going to listen to this tape or whatever. Uh, what you're going to get if you do it is you're going to get parents calling you saying thank you. You're going to get parents. Yeah. The eighty percent, ninety percent of the parents are going to call you and go and. And I can't tell you how how amazing our car rides are. You know, we went 0 and 8 to start the season or whatever. Uh, and trust me, it'll build a camaraderie between the team too. You're going to take things. I, I, 
not to pride myself, but and if I, I don't like losing, okay, I'm a competitor. Yeah. I don't like losing at all. Um, but uh, I'll tell you that when, when the times don't go your way, uh, those car ride homes with your kids, um, you're, you're going to get emails and phone calls to thanking you for making sure that they didn't go home, you know, not wanting to stop by McDonald's or having their favorite treat or whatever. It's, it, it, they understand the lessons that took place, and your parents are going to love you for it. Yeah, that's absolutely great. You know, just the one thing I just wrote down that I come back to is when you talk about a good hard loss can be a great motivator. I was watching an interview with LeBron James once, and he, hmm. I, I think it was his third or fourth year or something like that, he went to the NBA Finals. You know, remember, I don't know if you remember, he took that Cleveland right. Tiger sure. team where it was like just him. And he said the worst thing that could have ever happened to him was for him to win that Finals. And he said that, he goes, he, goes, he understood that mm-hmm. what he understood about his ability was he had the ability to get to the Finals. He did not have the ability he, in order to win. He was going to have to become a more dynamic player and develop more skills. He goes, had they won that finals, he would have never. He said that would have probably been the only one he ever won because he would have never developed into the player that you know now, uh, you know, won, came back in this miraculous fashion last year. Um, mm-hmm. so just, again, it's just more credit to a, a hard loss. What, what's been the biggest lesson for you throughout this process? What have you learned? Of uh, being a dad or coaching these kids? <laughs> um, uh, a dad, you know, a dad. I think that's, you know, our listeners are dads. As a dad, what's the biggest lesson? Oh, man. Um, the biggest lesson is a dad. Um, just, just probably – you know, get get out of the way. Remove your own your own dream. You know, your own desires from it, and just in you know enjoy the time that you get to see. You know, help your son, help your players. Um, you know, make you know goals, set goals, and then get out of the way and just help them and try to achieve those. But they're not yours. Um, they have to be. They have to be your son's uh, dreams. And um, I think that just the, the lesson of of uh, if you do, if you do char, go into those waters of trying to, to to implement and do and approach it in a hardcore way that you want this for him and all that, it, you're just gonna you're just gonna ruin him. You're just gonna. It's not gonna be a pleasant experience uh, nine times out of ten. Right, right. So to wrap up, our last question is, and you can answer uh, answer this as a coach, dad, or both. There's people listening to this. There's dads listening to this. There's dads from seven year from with seven year olds just starting the game. There's dads with seventeen year old kids and everything in between. What advice would you give them? Well, I, I'll probably just kind of piggyback off of what I, a little bit about what I just said. Uh, as love love your kids. Coaches love your players. When they see that you love them, they'll open up and they'll give you everything. You know, when you just love on them and always continue to try to teach them the best, be be an example. Um, you know, one of those things includes, for the coaches, includes, you know, not getting tossed out of games, not yelling at profanities at umpires, all those. And, and, and as parents, good gosh, go to the game. This is probably the biggest advice I'd give to a parent. When you take little Johnny to the ballpark to play a ball game, you're there to cheer. Be the number one cheerleader. 
do not do anything, no matter what you feel. I'm not saying that you're you're immune to your feelings and <laughs> yeah. your desires, okay? Because we're not, you can't can't take that out of the deal. But you are in control of what you say and do, and what you should do is let little Johnny hear, "Great job, way to go." Don't coach from the stands. Don't yell out instruction from the stands. Don't you know? Don't just don't do it. The best thing you can do for your kid is show up every game, every and even practices, and just be there so he can see you with a smile on your face and clapping your hands, encouraging. And if you do that, man, the the enjoyment of of playing youth sports for the coaches and for the players and parents, it's just it's a ten plus. It's a ten plus, and um, that's it. I mean, that, that's it. Get out of the way, let your kids enjoy it, and encourage them. Love on them, encourage them. Perfect. I think that's a great place to kind of land this episode. Uh, Howard, thank you so much. You, you really, uh, I, I'm, I'm really motivated now today because I, I, I love that uh, <laughs> soccer. I love this soccer thing and I'll, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, give you credit and share that because I think that is, <laughs> there, there are things that come along. Every once in a while, like I said, I think we've had one in each of these podcasts. There's things that come along that I think really have a tremendous impact. And I think that is such a, a, a an easy-to-implement, simple idea. And uh, I think that's going to help a lot of people. So I'm very grateful that you shared that with us today. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you on the next episode. Hey guys, it's Paul again. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. We really hope you got a lot out of it. We have so much more to come for you. And thank you so much for trusting us with your baseball education and also the development with your child. It's something that we take very seriously and really means the world to me and the rest of the staff here at Paul Rick Baseball and Baseball Dads Podcast. So thank you so much. We would love it if you would leave a five-star rating and a great review of this podcast. That's how it helps us get the word out about the podcast so that other dads can share in this information that we need so much. Also, don't forget to go to Baseball Dads Newsletter where you can get a free trial subscription in our Baseball Dads Newsletter. Again, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I can't tell you what it means to us that you would tune in, and we're just loving bringing this information to you. So, again, thank you so much, and we'll see you on the next show. Hey, it's Paul Reddick. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I want to let you know I have a new book out specifically for Baseball Dads, and I would love for you to check it out. You can go to BaseballDadsBook.com. All the information is there and a pretty good discount for our podcast listeners. So again, it's baseballdadsbook.com. Thanks.